Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody doing today? What's up, party people? It's fucking lit-ass Monday. Let's do this shit. It's Monday, bitches. <laughs> Turn up for Mondays. Turn down for what? I gotta fix these things behind me. I keep forgetting to do that. Fix what? Uh, these. Uh, what's wrong with them? I just, I want to put, like, the little banners. There's Black Lotus, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. behind that's Bane Slayer. You want to, like, hang them up separately? or? Yeah, I want to oh. sp spread them out like your butt cheeks. Oh, you're pretty good at spreading things out, so. <laughs> oh, it's Jace. And, yeah, Bane Slayer. Yeah, you gave, uh, you gave away Lotus Cobra, right? Yeah, I think so. You gave it to uh, Steve, if I remember right. Yeah, that ungrateful bastard. <laughs> he doesn't care about me. He I took your money. <laughs> I love you, Steve. Oh, so it's Monday, you guys, and we are you here. You survived the pedal pub. I did. I am here. Richie is here, though we're a little we're a little sleepy puppy dogs today. Um, I'm alive. I, I actually was. The reason that I think that I survived so well during the pedal pub, and this is a trick. This is a this is a really cool thing for those of you out there that do not want to black out on a pedal pub. Um, I don't get where the downside of that is. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Well, because if you're old and fat like me and you ingest a bunch of alcohol, you feel really bad for like the next three days. Mm. You you don't know that yet yeah. because you, I, you're I'm young. I'm just fat. Yes. You're, I'm not old. Yes, you're young. And um, so if you if you play bartender while you're on the pedal pub, then you're spending all your time getting other people drinks and then you don't have enough time to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have, a, like, a bartender on there? One of no. you guys have to be one? Yeah, one of us has to be one. Hmm. And it was cool. Um, I had a good time. We got to stop. We took a lot of pictures. And the family had a really good time. My sister-in-law, she loved her life. And did anybody jump off it? I did, actually. <laughs> oh, no. Did you get yelled at? I did get yelled at. Um, so we were cruising. We were going, actually, back into park. And... Um, my brother-in-law was doing a strip tease for my sister, <laughs> and so your wiener got so hard well, that you no, I oh. pulled out a hundred-dollar bill, and uh, I gave it to my sister-in-law to you know put in his britches, and she fucking dropped it. Oh, so I was like, don't drop. You like you can drop a dollar bill, but we can't be dropping hundred-dollar bills. I don't. <laughs> Can't be dropping Hondas. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't make that much money, so yeah. You know, I had to make sure I, I jumped off and went and got that thing. So, um, before a, a downtown Indianapolis bum snatched it up. Because <laughs> what do you a, think he'd do? A lot. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of bums down there. You're not wrong. And we were right next to the White Castle. That's like Kitty Corner, um, from um, where Gen Con's at. Okay. In Indiana Convention Center. Um, so. It's not a bad area. It's just, you know. It's indie. Yeah, it's indie. You know, it's kind of like Which, being... not our fun fact, but a fun fact. <laughs> Kokono is in Indiana. Oh, yeah. From the Beach Boys song? Co what? I don't know what Wait, that has to do with anything. Is it Kokono or Kokomo? It might be Kokomo. It's Kokomo. Okay. Point is, it's in fucking Indiana. Well, I mean, it's a it's a really good song. Why are they singing about Indiana with Jamaica? I don't know. It's the Beach Boys, man. That guy, didn't that guy go crazy? I've actually never seen the Beach Boys movie. 
I haven't either, to be honest. <laughs> All right, so tell us our real fun fact of the day. All right. That's what I want to hear. Our real fun fact is about all these little nuggets, which you probably know most of them. You know, uh, hypergenesis, too good for modern. Ancestral vision, previously too good for modern. Living end, kind of a modern staple at this point, I'd say. You know, mini staple. Yeah, it's gone. It's like gone way out of favor now. I think it'll be coming back, though. I think it's coming back. There's not many other good graveyard decks. Restore balance, always a good meme. Yeah. Uh, Wheel of Fate, there was this... I remember because Steve built it. There was this really weird, like, as foretold Wheel of Fate, uh, like, try to kill your opponent with Reforge the Soul deck. Yes. Yeah, that's really yeah. bad. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> really it was like bad. Wa- it was Waste Not Storm, I think. Holy I think sh- they played Waste Not in that deck. Okay, yeah. I just, I remember when Waste Not first came out, how excited we were about that card. I and wasn't. it was just a, the biggest pile of shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... It's actually obscene in Commander, like really, really obscene in Commander. Okay. Um, but in any constructed format, it's complete dog shit. Yeah. So. Did I ever tell you, uh, it was when Hollow One was like the big deck, and as you know, I played Hollow One for a little bit. Yeah. I really liked the deck, actually, and then Phoenix came out and was like the better deck. Uh, Do you think Hollow One's going to pick back up ever, or no? No, that deck needs Faithless Looting. Okay. Burning Inquiry is not enough. No, you Along need with an, goblin lore. You need another one drop, I think, for consistency wise. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. It'd be cool if I am, because that deck's sweet. Yeah. I love that deck. Yeah, I like that deck too. But uh Yeah, so I remember I was playing Hollow One and I was like three and F and M after like crushing a Wednesday mm-hmm. and like I was just running super hot with the deck. And my opponent just goes like Blood Crypt tap pass. I like I play a flame blade adept. He goes, shock in a watery grave, waste not. And I call Chris over, and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, you set this up. That's and he, like, cool. looked, and he just f- started dying right in the middle of FNM. He's like, that's great. He's like, you deserve this. Yeah, that's amazing. They get all kinds of creatures. And yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm never beating that card. No, you can't beat that. No. So Was it a, um, oh, you said watery grave and yeah, blood crypt. He was playing, like, Grixis Shadow. With main board waste knots to contest Hollow One. Whoa. When like I was like one of the few people at Pando that actually played Hollow One. That's rough. Yeah. But yeah. So Yikes. uh, that's the Hollow fun, Hollow Hollow Fun story. Oh, I like that. Uh, but back to these, and then the newest edition, which is Crashing Footfalls, came out in Modern Horizons. So has actually been seeing some play in Living End sideboards as a like win con that you can win without the graveyard yeah so crashing foothills is the new suspend card because footfalls footfalls i don't even know what this card is it makes rhinos uh so it's one suspend one green suspend it for four four turns Mm -hmm. uh create two four four green rhino creature tokens with trample i i don't think i've read this card's great it's like a 50 cent card but it's great yeah, I would love to. I'd actually really like to play with that, like, yeah. somehow. You just play Can Living you... End, and then you sideboard and crash in footfalls. Yeah, I guess we'll so. get you on Living End in a league. I think I could see you, like, in Living End. Yeah, my Maybe... brother built it, but I don't know if I'm... I totally don't know if I could get down with that deck. It's just... It's so meme and it's just so inconsistent. Like, whenever I play... like. I've lost a Living End maybe a handful of times, mm-hmm. not even... So I have to have 
you know, not lost to it under five times, but I've played it against it a lot, and it just seems so inconsistent. And everybody that I play against, um, when they're playing it, they just rage when it doesn't go <laughs> off. They're like, God damn it. I don't know. It's a weird deck. It's kind of, yeah. it reminds me of um, uh, Discard. Very similar to how, not how it plays, but just this a similar style deck where. You mean 8-Rack? Yeah, I said Discard. I, when you said discard, I just thought you meant discard spells in general. No, eight. Sorry, eight rack. And that's why I was confused. My old my old balls kicked in again. But yeah, eight <laughs> rack. So uh, it kind of reminds me of eight rack, where it just can't close. It's not a good close. It doesn't have enough coffee. Yes, it does. It, it has you know ten percent coffee. All right, but uh, so we've talked enough about these cards. Our fun <laughs> fact about <laughs> them is these are the only six zero cost sorceries in Magic: The Gathering. You know, kind of a fun fact to go along with our fun fact from last week, where the pact cycle is the only instance that costs zero mana. Yep. These are the only sorceries to cost zero. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. Which uh, let's uh, let's find out how many of these these cards we have at the old mom's basement games tcgplayerpro.com. My favorite game. All right. Let's. We. I think we looked up every pact last time. Let's only look up. Two packs this time. It's not as much fun though. <laughs> Let's look up this one and Crashing Foothills. No, because this one's not a dollar, so I don't think we'd have any. Okay. Then let's look up what was the other ones on there? Let's uh, see if we have any living ends. Yeah, living ends too. Let's look up the the good ones. Okay. I like that idea. Maybe. So what's your over under on us having these in stock? Visions, I think we're going to have probably at least two or three. Okay. Living ends, I think we might have one or less. Okay. I'd be surprised if we have a lot of living ends. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have any living ends in stock, but I do think we're going to have ancestral visions in stock. I think so, too. Man, oh, man. Look at the internet just burning. Just just, just, potatoing out Just throwing a wheel. Oh. Ancestral visions. We do have them. We've got some uh, iconic masters ones in stock. Looking up stuff on a live podcast. How do you we like have it? one? We got one. All right. And then All right. living. We got it. We've got to have and zero living ends in stock. That's such a like. It's such a casual card. Like everybody loves that card. Look, your search did not match any products. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, let's let's see if we've scanned in crashing footfalls on accident. <laughs> now I've been given I've been giving my brother boxes of fifty cent cards. Yeah, so, so, might... so there's a chance. Look oh, at that. look at that. We do. Oh, would you just look at oh, it? Look at it. We did it. We've got some in stock. We did it. All right, we so won. <laughs> we've got one at in forty five cents. All right, so you guys, somebody please play crashing foothills for me and footfalls. Foot foothills. I keep calling it foothills. I love it. It's not it. a fucking wooden. I know. Uh, and tell me, tell me if this card's good or not, because I don't think it is, but it I seems think it's cool. Good. I think it's pretty. I good. would just want. I just want to put some rhinos into play and tell and just have people's you know friends having to listen to a story that they just lost to a, a four four rhinos. rhinos. Yeah, I couldn't beat it. They had trample. Couldn't beat it. It had trample. Yep. All right, but let's get to what people couldn't beat, which. We'll start with the... Uh, Who's on top this week? Uh, yeah. Good. Who's on top this week, Richie? Uh, well... Tron? 
No, this is Where this is, is just the top four. But we had Tron, Urza, and Tron in one of the top four lists. Okay, so this was uh, GP Ghent. Yep. And Magic Fest Ghent. Yes. Magic Even though Fest. it says Grand Prix here. Yeah, it, I think, well, I think, are they trying, do you think they're kind of trying to go back to? Well, I, I think the event, I think it, the whole events are Grand Prix, but you play a Magic Fest at a Grand Prix, I think is what it is. Okay, so, but yeah, um, Ghent was, um, that it was, was Team Ununified Modern. Yes, and we talked about that last week, that uh, if you wanted to, you, what that means is, is that you can play um, the same three decks and the same 75 uh, of all three of those decks. You yeah, don't which, have to, which unified means um, you cannot share cards. On unified is you can share cards. Mm-hmm. Which, for example, like this team had two Tron decks that were mirroring 75s. Yep, they had the exact 75. The uh, the next team to top four was Dredge, Wurza, and Stoneblade. This Dredge list, interestingly enough, the ones we've been seeing do pretty well have been playing Tome Scour. These this uh, person decided to play Insolent Neonate instead. Maybe maybe it's good. Remember when I was asking you if I could play that card? No, I don't. Okay, I don't remember that. Well, I want to discard a Grizzlebrand to it. Oh, then... and then I want a Gorio's Vengeance back into play. Yeah, maybe. Can I do that? It's a pretty different thing, but maybe. Just seems slower. Yeah, you don't get access to Faithless Looting and draw two cards. And then make your decision to pitch. You got to have that card in your hand. Yeah, can't dig as deep. Exactly, attack. That's why. That's why I like Tome Scour. I think that card's pretty cool. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of. There's a sorcery speed, or there's a Tome Scour you can play for black, but it's one less card. It's called Memory Sleuths, and then there's Stitcher Supplier. Those are the two I think I'm a big fan of. But oh yeah, Stitcher Supplier is the black one. Yeah, and then so like if you play, oh not them this if you play stitcher supplier like these thugs become dark blasts because then you can dark blast your oh your own stitcher supplier stitcher supplier mill three dredge it back it's like a golgari grave troll Ooh, very sexual i like that yeah so there's there's some tricksy things you can get uh i definitely don't think like the dredge 75 has been ironed out yet but something to keep an eye on uh, this Just Guy Stoneblade list is pretty sweet. Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the uh, f- the impact that Stoneforge Mystics is having again today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll have to, This will it'll be similar to what Hogak was, where we'll need to consistently talk about it e- at least a little I bit. I thought you were week. saying Stoneforge is as strong as Hogak, and I was going to tell you to get the fuck out. No, but... no, 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 no. I just, I think that we're going to have to continue to... Um, kind of piece everything together for everybody. And that was one of the things that I, I talked to Richie about before we started the podcast and said, hey, I think we need to go over Stoneforge today and the impact that it's having um, and which deck is the best deck. So I don't know that there's going to just be like a best Stoneforge shell, though. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe not. Maybe it goes in a couple different lists. I, I think it's like Tarmogoyf where, like, you have to be a – proactive white bait or you have to be a proactive white strategy that can also protect stoneforge okay with cards like spell snare mana leak spell queller yeah spell queller force of negation yep that uh that's where i think we'll really see stoneforge shine okay uh kind of like this bant stoneforge list which i was talking to you about yeah i think this list is really promising it's one uh 
I'm not going to play on stream this week, but it's one I definitely want to play on stream at some point in the future. Uh, just like Giver of Runes, Ice Fang Codal, Stoneforge Mystics. Like, it's just like a bunch of really good cards. Yeah, I really... A couple Jaces, Teferis, Spellqueller. I really like uh, Giver of Ruins, and that's something that I talked with about uh, last week uh, with Josiah, is um, Giver of Ruins, I think, is, is just going to start showing up more. It's kind of how Force Negation started out. Where people didn't really know, like, okay, well, can I play one of this card? Can I play two of this card? Oh, God, I really like this card. Can I play three or four of these cards? And so I think that's kind of kind of where Giver of Ruins is, is started out also, is, like, people are starting to find that that card's very powerful and that they want it in their 75. Well, the big thing with it is, like, we need to see creature decks for Giver to be good. Yeah. Like, Giver's not going to be good in, like, you put it in, like, a blue-white control shell. It's not going to be good. For of example. course not, yeah. But, like, I mean, you want to protect um, your Spell Queller if yeah. you're not going to be blinking it. Uh, you you know, you want to protect your Stone Forge like we just talked about. And so um, just the whole entire package of being able to um, disrupt what your opponent's doing with, like, Teferi Time Reveler here, um, making things at instant speed, that gives, that gives you a little more protection um, and allows you to maybe uh, equip a sword or equip, you know, a Batter Scholar whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, I think, I think this deck's going to be, I think it's going to be a very big creature deck moving forward. And I just, I don't know why wouldn't you play? Um, I don't see any Tarmogoyf in here. And Cause I, you don't, you're a value deck. You don't want Goyf. Uh, you, so is tireless tracker just more powerful? It's not than Goyf? that it's more powerful. It's just like this deck wants to like grind you out. Goyf decks, like, people really misconstrued where Goyf, like, belongs. Goyf is actually, like, more of an aggressively slanted creature. Uh, it doesn't, like... Goyf is a vanilla creature. It's not going to gain you any value. It's just, like... It's just there to close and be a clock. Yeah. This deck has a clock and, like, it's Stoneforge Mystics, but it's also... It's meant to be a value deck. So, like, ETB trigger, ETB trigger, ETB trigger, ETB trigger. Sure. ETBs triggers off your lands. Yeah, and so it's, it's got it, all the ETBs that he's talking about um, are Tireless Tracker, Deputy of Detention, uh, Ice Fang Coddle, and Spell Queller. And so those are those are the cards that um, are going to, like you said, generate value. Yeah. And whereas Tarmogoyf um, maybe just doesn't fit in this type of deck, and I can agree with that. Um, but. I'd like to see a Stoneforge. I mean, is there a Stoneforge Tarmogoyf deck right now or no? Are they just kind of... Okay. You can play like Abzan good stuff and it's like fine in there. It's just not what this deck is trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So moving on down. Then we have the winning team, which was Jund, Wurza, Wurza. Which like, again, like back to what we were talking about with Tarmogoyf. Jund is actually... And this is something I learned really from Gavin a lot because he played a lot of Jund for a while. Jund is actually an aggressively slanted deck. That's why, like, Bloodbraid Elf is, like, the big four drop in Jund. Because it has haste. It pushes a lot of pressure on the board. Goyf is a big body on its own. Lightning Bolt helps close games out. Uh, The discard and removal spells are really to just, like, help push through your threats. Okay. I like, uh, I really like this list. Just looking at it. Even, like, I haven't even looked at this list, but just looking over it while you're talking, um makes me see that it looks like they put some time into this list and that this is probably 
as close as you want to be to a gem list right now. Um, let me run over it for you guys. It's got uh, four blood braids, four tarmogoyfs, um, two th three thought seas, um, one lily of the veil. No, four lily of the veils. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, this is all laid out weird. Uh, collected brutality at a one of, an abrupt decay at a one of, a tireless tracker at a one of, two scavenging oozes, uh, one of seasoned pyromancer, which I want to talk about in a second, uh, three IOKs. And two Fatal Push, two Culligan's Commands. Did I miss anything? Oh, two Astrophies. Um, and that's the main board. And I don't know if I if I were to play a Jun list, I don't know if it would look maybe a card different in the main board. I, I have like two cards I'd probably change personally. So I really like Season Pyromancer. Uh, and like you talked about generating value from cards, I think that that card is, I wouldn't say it's underplayed, so far but i mean it's kind of new and uh i'd like to see at least a couple copies in the jun 75 maybe one in the main one in the side so the awkward thing with it and why like a lot of people aren't even sure that it's good in jund is a lot of the time you don't have things you want to discard to it because you have to discard it's not a may okay so like if you blood braid into it while you have like two removal spells in hand you either lose your removal spells or you have to just not cast it. Okay. So it can be kind of awkward. That's why uh, it's normally only a one of if at all. Okay. I just, I think I really like that card. Uh, I know it's really good in the Mardu Pyromancer list. Yeah. But that um, deck has things it wants to discard. Yeah. Like this deck doesn't have any, like it has Goyf, but like Goyf gets big naturally. Uh, in Mardu, you have like your, a lot of things with flashback. Like uh, I think it's Smiting Helix is the new one. Okay. Uh, you have Lingering Souls. You had Faithless Looting at that time. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, you have Bedlam Reveler you want to fuel. There's a little bit of synergy with the Run and Sixes being in here. So there's there's three copies of the Run and Six. So yeah. you can discard lands to it and get them back. So it's, I mean, it's not awful. But yeah, it's not like, there's nothing like Lingering Souls where you're just like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm generating so much value from that. Exactly. So. so my only issue, the only two things like I'm not a big fan of is... I, would re I personally really like three scavenging users in Jund. I think a lot of your hard matchups are graveyard decks and aggressive decks. Mm -hmm. And Scooz is just really powerful in there. And I'll, I would never go home without, like, a one of Maelstrom Pulse in my Jund main board. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I would... I need to see... Like, I would probably cut... I don't know. I'm only on one K-Command main, but I can see wanting to... Uh, I would probably, like... With all the Wurza that's going on? Does that even help in that matchup? It's also just really good against Stoneforge, and there's been a bunch of Stoneforge lately. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not huge on this, like, random brutality in the main. Like, I, I could see just pushing it to the sideboard yeah. and putting a pulse in. I think this Vraska is probably a little cute in the side. So. Yeah, I'm sure it has applications, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, like, the card, like, is there for no reason. Yeah, I really but. like... I like the fact that Ashiok's in the sideboard. Yeah, Ashiok, I actually think is like the new something Ashiok. you're gonna start seeing a lot more of in modern. Dream render. As uh, she's good against the combo decks like Wurza. She's good against Tron. She's really good against Scape Shift. Yeah, you. Just uh, can't, she's good can't against search. like the graveyard decks because they are slower now, mm -hmm. so you have time to play like a three drop uh, graveyard hate card. Yep. So she's something I see coming up. Uh, Maybe like one too many copies of Collector Oof, but I think that card's really powerful. Two Plague Engineers I really like. And Kitchen Fink's Huntmaster. 
Uh, this can be like really any other big spell on your sideboard. And the Kitchen Finks is probably just a nod to expecting a lot of burn. Yeah. Uh, and then, as we mentioned, Wurza, Wurza. Uh, the same lists, uh, the Teferi lists. No green for in these lists for Assassin's Trophy, which we've been seeing pretty commonly. Instead, deciding to have uh, more of a backup plan with, like, the Mentors in the sideboard. Yeah, so um, talk about Monastery Mentor a little bit in this list, because this is kind of a... I wouldn't say it's a new thing, but um, it's something different. It's pretty common with Teferi. Okay. If they're on the Teferi list, they normally have the Mentor because uh, you have a lot of zero drops that you can just trigger off it. Yeah, so you got Mox Opals and Mishra's Bobbles. And... Your Pented Prisms are basically zero cost. Yeah. That's so. really cool. I like that. I yeah, like that I, I prefer the green because Trophy is just a really clean answer. And uh, Teferi isn't super needed in these style of decks, but... I understand why people like to play it. Yeah, it, it just allows just, you, it just protects your combo. Uh, yeah, your combo is kind of mana intensive though. Mm-hmm. So like you have to play Teferi, hope it lives on three, then you can play your Urza. Yeah, but because like your your two, you always want to be Goblin Engineer. The other thing I've been like seeing a lot of people do is go up to four Engineers, and this card's just insane in the deck. Yeah, so that they can just <laughs> they're like, oh cool, you you blow up my combo. That's cool. I'm just gonna play Goblin Engineer, and then I'm gonna. Combos. It also just like puts sword in your yard really like nice and clean. Yep. Because like you don't really want to cast that card if you don't have to. Okay. Cool. So yeah, that uh that's the that was Ghent this past weekend. Now we're gonna move on to a little bit of legacy where we'll see the top eight of the open in four color control, storm, four color loam. Is it Delver Elves? Just Sky Mentor from our own local Zach Allen. Congrats, Zach. Hogak, which uh, I bet Terrence was excited about, <laughs> and then Nihilome. He was. He messaged me about it. He was excited. Which and uh, this is this is the SCG results from Syracuse. Yeah, that I thought I said that. You might have. Um, you might not have. Uh-huh. I'm I'm here though. All right. <laughs> I wish you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So uh, this list is a deck that's kind of it, it's new to Legacy, but. It, We've been seeing it pop up for about the past month now. It uh the four color control deck. Yeah, it's basically like the old check pile decks almost. Yeah. Uh, you got some baleful strix, some plague engineers, some snapcasters, jaces, running sixes. Uh, the interesting thing about this deck though is it's playing Arkham's Astrolabe, so you actually see a lot more basics in this deck compared to what you typically see out of uh the normal control decks. You know, you see three. Typically, it's only, it's zero to two. Uh, and you only see five actual dual lands in this deck. You see a lot more fetches, a couple wastelands, because they work really well with Ren. And then uh, removal spells is in Abrupt Decay, some consistency in Brainstorm and Fatal Push. Force of Will, a K Command, a Liliana's Triumph as a nod to uh, Merit Lage. Yep. Same with Tyrant Scorn. This card is actually a card I think that's pretty underplayed in Legacy. Uh Read Tyrant Scorn, Richie. Yeah, so Tyrant Scorn is actually a War of the Spark card. It's a blue and a black instant. Choose one. Destroy target creature with converted mana cost three or less, or return target creature to its owner's hand. So it deals with pretty much every threat in Legacy. Mm-hmm. It deals with your Merit Lages, your Gristle Brands, your Delvers, your Dreadhorde Arcanist, your Plague Engineers. It, it really deals with pretty much everything, in my opinion. I really, I actually really like this card for Legacy. Did you say it deals with Merit Lage? Yeah, because you can bounce it to their hand. 
Oh, it's return. I thought that was from the graveyard, that second portion. No, I, I said nice. return target creature to its owner's hand. Nice. God, you don't listen to me, do you? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> but yeah, then uh, the astrolabe, as I talked about, ponders, and then some thought seizes. Sideboard's just kind of a splattering of everything from, you know, Pith and Needle, Plague Engineers, Ancient Grudges. The crop rotation package, which has been pretty new to pretty much any any green-based uh, fair deck. You'll see one to two crop rotations in the 75 to get a Caracas and sometimes a Bajuka Bog. Oh. So that way uh, you can just, like, bounce their big creatures. Or uh, it even works well. I actually play uh, one in my main of Team Redelver right now because I can get either Wasteland or I have a Waterlogged Grove in my deck. What's so Waterlogged Grove? Uh, it's, one, it's the Blue-Green Horizon Land. Oh, okay. So you can just draw a card? Yeah, and I can keep getting it back with running six. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So the crop rotation package is pretty pretty new technology that's been really really good for us fair decks. Uh, a force of negation as the fifth force force of will you'll typically see in a lot of these decks. A hydro blast which has been picking up a lot because of running six in the format. Three pyro blasts pretty common to see two to three of these. Two surgicals for the graveyard decks. A veil of summer which is interesting. Maybe a nod to expecting a lot of like the mirror more fair decks mm -hmm. and then two leovolds for i can see this coming in against so many decks yeah i mean it comes in against burn does it really yeah yeah i guess you draw a card each time they want to burn you yeah i can't i have like i can be i could almost card. argue these being in the main deck yeah i just i would i'd really like to see leovold just i don't know maybe he's in there at at some point like maybe for like one snapcaster mage or something you know Maybe. Or, like, I could even see, like, everybody plays three Jaces. Yeah. I could see going down to Jace. Yeah, just to play. I mean, I just think Leovold, I, I don't think Leovold should be gone. seems kind of weird to me, too. Yeah, there's, that's a weird one. But, I mean, maybe he just felt like he needed to go up more on uh Yeah, maybe he really wanted, like, the spells. hand disruption. Yeah, I think that's where he was, he was just trying to. The Astrolabes do eat up a lot of slots, too. Like having to dedicate four slots to this. Yeah. But like it does it does do tremendous work for your mana base. Yeah, it does. Card's really good. I'm so, glad they printed that card. Yeah. Uh next we'll have we have Storm in the top eight, which we'll go over really quick. It's it's pretty traditional legacy storm. You know, you got some lands, a bayou for your sideboard cards and a trop. But then uh LEDs, Lotus Petals, a bunch of free mana. Ad nauseum is one of your like big card draws to win the game. Brainstorm for consistency. Cabal and Dark Rit for more mana. Dark Petition as a tutor. Duress and Thought Seize to protect your combo. Infernal Tutor is a big card because it combos with LED to go tutor anything in your library. A couple Past and Flames to also work like the Ad Nauseum. Ponders and Preordains and then your Win Cons Tendrils. Pretty, we've been seeing Storm and Legacy for a long time. So mm -hmm. yep. for any, any Legacy aficionados, this is, this is a pretty common deck now, yeah. I would say. It's a pretty stock list, too. There yeah. wasn't anything crazy in there. Uh, notably in the Elves list, because I sent this to Brandon. He's one of my friends who plays Elves. They're back on the Archon of Valor's Reach in the main, which I really like. Uh, it just shuts off so many decks. Like, you name Instant or Sorcery, and how many decks can win without those cards? Yeah, and it just says players can't cast spells of the chosen type. Yeah, and you just got a 5-6 flyer. Yep. Uh, that's pretty much it, other than a Nissa Vital Force in the main also in this deck. Over okay. a natural order. 
normally see it in the sideboard, but natural order is weaker when you expect a lot of fair decks. So what does this say about, so Elves is in the top eight uh, of a uh, Star City Open. What does that say about uh, the fact that people said Elves were dead just as of like the past couple weeks because of uh, Renin 6? So I was talking to Aaron about that actually and like sometimes you can avoid matchups. Okay. Like especially like you look at this, this is the largest like day two I've probably ever seen at an SCG. It was over 100 players that day two'd the SCG. Okay. It was like 120 players. Yeah. And there's a lot of variety. Like, you're not always going to face a Ren and Six or Plague Engineer deck. Yeah, But I, I also think this guy, like, so if you go into this guy, you'll see one, two, three, four, four top eights with Legacy Elves. So this guy knows what he's doing. Okay. So that's the other thing with Legacy is you have to be... If you're going to play a deck like this where it's weak against a lot of the format, mm-hmm. you really have to know how to play the deck. Yeah, you just have to be able to, you know, protect your combo and go off when you need to go off, right? Uh, yeah. Elves isn't so much a combo deck, but, like, there's a lot of ways to protect your X1s. Like, uh, you can always, if you ever have, uh, which one is it? Is it Quirion Ranger? No, it's uh, the other one. <laughs> Wirewood Symbiote. You really rely on Wirewood Symbiote when you expect a lot of, like, removal for your X1s. Yeah. Because you can just, like, keep bouncing your elves. Yeah, because it says return an elf you control to its owner's hand. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. So. Well, congratulations for the elves, people, because now they don't have to think their deck's dead anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's good. You just have to probably have, like, 100 matches with the deck. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Zach Allen's mentor list is really sweet. It It's basically like a blue-white stone blade deck, just instead of stone forge, you play monastery mentors. And like you got like a back-to-basics in the main over where like the batter skull would be. Okay. couple magmatic sinkholes as your red removal. Then uh, in the sideboard pyroblast, that's about it for the red. Just a light red splash. Kind of like what we see in miracles sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll talk about this Hogak list because this is actually really interesting. So we got four Bloodgast, three Carrion Feeder, three Gravecrawler, four Hedron Crab. Uh-oh. Four Stitcher Supplier, four Vengevine. Uh-oh. Four Hogak. Uh, some Swamps, some Bayous, some Bloodstained Mires, some Marsh Flats, Polluted Deltas, some Underground, some vo- uh, Verdants, four Altar, four Bridge, three Cabal Therapy, and four Careful Study. For Alter Dementia. Interesting enough, this list is not playing red. So no Faithless Looting. Mm-hmm. Uh, sideboard, Leyline of the Void, Trophy, Force of Vigor, uh, Surgical, Veil of Summer, Cabal, Therapy, and Duress. So it's just running Careful Study instead of in the slot where you would see the... Um, looting. The Faithless Looting. And what is Careful Study again? Let me read uh, So it's just the blue Faithless Looting. Yeah, draw two cards, then discard two cards from your hand. Okay, so then they just chose not to go into the third color. Well, it would be the fourth color. Or excuse me, the fourth color. Yeah, they just decided to be uh, Sultai instead. Nice. Hedron Crab works really well with Vendrine. Yeah, so this is your basic modern list that was that was out, just with a few upgrades and careful study and Cabal Therapy. Yeah. I like uh, it. Playing, I think the list that Terrence was on, I think uh, these were Faithless Lootings and then these were in Tombs, if I remember right. Yeah, He's playing, I think he's only playing a couple in tombs, but okay. I really like that. I like in tomb a lot because it allows you to go get some answers that, you know, maybe 
you know. And then I think the Vengevines are just like a couple random other creatures, like yeah. four of here. I know he has like a one of anger in the deck, I think. Yeah, and there's also a one of uh, that new planeswalker that we just talked about that doesn't allow you to search. Ashiok. Yeah, there's a one of Ashiok in the main board. Yeah, so interesting with this deck. I uh, would like to hear Terrence's opinion on this deck at some point. Yeah, I'd like to Maybe see. Maybe we can talk to him about it on Wednesday. Uh, I think Aaron said he's going to play this this week, or he wants to play it in the future at least. So be interesting. Oh, Tariq Patel, actually. That's actually a big name, too. Okay. I think I recognize that name. Oh, yeah. He has a bunch of SCG finishes. Cool. Uh, and then, yeah, just uh, Teamer Delver took ninth, so I'm guessing it probably lost out on Breakers. Uh, I wanted to talk about this deck for a minute since it is the deck that I've been playing in Legacy. Uh, notably, I'm not on the Hex Drinker, but a lot of people have been telling me that it's pretty good. I, I wasn't super impressed when I tried it, but I'm willing to give it a try again at some point in, you know, the more... Uh, as we call it, NBC or No Bad Cards Teamer, where, you know, we're not playing Stifle anymore. We're just playing, like, more more good cards. That's why you see some Preordains, the Force of Negation in the main. Uh, I have, instead of the Hex Drinker right now, I have a Chain Lightning in the main for an extra removal spell to flashback with Dreadhorde. Okay. And I have a Waterlogged Grove in the Fiery Islet slot so I can main deck one crop rotation, and then I still have one in the sideboard. Mm -hmm. I just wanted access to two copies, personally. Okay, I played a, I played against Hex Drinker this past week when I played uh, in my Legacy League, mm -hmm. and uh, that card's pretty serious. Yeah, it just, I don't like the idea of how it, it's just a vanilla two one, but if you like, if you put three counters into it, obviously it's really good, but the fact that like it's sorcery speed, so they can respond to the triggers. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. Give I'll, it some uh, time. Maybe maybe you'll. Uh, Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. You don't have to like it. Yeah. It's okay if you don't. Yeah. I think it's just kind of a... I think people are still in that mindset of, like, looking at it like an upgraded Nimble Mongoose mm -hmm. is what I think people see it as. Um, and I think it's I think it's completely different than Nimble Mongoose. Interesting. So, um, because it, like you said, it has its advantages and its disadvantages. Right. So we'll see how it shakes up in Legacy. It might stick around. It might not. Yeah. And then uh, the last, the other thing we wanted to talk about before going on to another event was, where was it? Here it was. What is it? Uh, burn in 48th place. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, here we go. You had to scroll down like three pages. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I had to find it for you, but. Holy shit. Okay, I'll, so. Uh, you, you can have the floor for this one. Oh, thanks, Richard. You're the best. I try. Okay, so we've got burn in 48th place, and. I don't know how much I like this list because it's a little bit different than what I'm what I've been playing as of late. Um, it has four guides, four swift spear, uh, four eidolon, and it has nineteen lands. They're not running um, a barbering in there, which I am no longer. Yeah, running you barbering. said you switched off. I barbering, did. I did right? cut it because um, it's just it, it's pretty rough. Even with Wastelanding going on these days with all the new running six, I think it's just an easy cut. Mm -hmm. um, you also have uh, two pyrostatic pillars in the main board, which is very... It's not super uncommon for people to play uh, six pillar. and Just want a couple extra Eidolons, Yeah, because uh, Eidolon... It, it, the effect that Eidolon brought to Burn uh, allowed for Burn to become a... Um, 
I wouldn't say such a real deck, right? Because you have to scroll down to, to number 48 <laughs> to even find it, uh, right? And so I'll never say that Burn's just an amazing deck, but it was it was brought it was brought up a lot higher once they printed Eidolon. And Pyrostatic Pillar doesn't attack. Eidolon does. So uh, Pyrostatic Pillar can... I find myself in a lot of matches like this past week when I was playing online where there were some um, matches where I brought the card in and it just felt bad. Yeah. Uh, because either I didn't draw well or um, there was something going on in the game state where uh, I needed a blocker and I'd wish that had been an Eidolon or... You know what I'm saying? So like... The card can be weird because it just sits out there and it's going to accrue damage, but it's also doing damage to you. So when you're playing against these really aggressive decks and you didn't draw great um, and you're you're hurting yourself at the same time, that is a huge disadvantage to you trying to be able to win the game because mm-hmm. you're kind of you're moving backwards. It's not one of those cards one that... one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, and it's not something that generates like, you know, all this incremental value like if a Brainstorm or a Ponder... Um, it's just, it's a very tough card to play with. And I found myself um, being, that is probably the toughest card that I've played with in my 75 over the past few years is Pyrostatic Pillar. But sometimes it's the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like the card and it's okay. It's just like having um, the Exquisite Firecrafts in the main. I've had people in the past... Um, I thought you were crazy. Yeah, and it looked like even you, like in the past couple of weeks, you're just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, and why are you, you main decking a three drop? Yeah, and if you go back and and you watch some of my matches, um, I mean, this card, I played against um, a God, what was it? It was like a Grixis Pyro deck. Uh, Grixis this past, Pyromancer. Yeah, this past week, and the only possible way that I could win was to draw my second copy of Exquisite Firecraft. And I actually did. I drew it, and I was just, and I wrote in the chat. I was just like, because <laughs> the guy was like, because it was game, it was game one, yeah, it was game one, and I, uh, <laughs> I drew the second copy, and they're like, come on, man, that's ridiculous. Two, two firecrafts in the main. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. So, um, I do continue to tell people like this is probably um, one of the best cards in burn. I found a five O list that had four copies in the main. And, yeah, it sounds really insane, um, but if you play against Delver all day and you're, you're running four copies of Firecraft... You're going to die before you can cast it. No, you're not. You're, it's, it's probably over for them. Uh, this card is just the absolute nuts against them. Um, so the weird thing, the other weird thing, too, here is that they ran... They did a 2-2 uh, split with Riftbolt and Pyrostatic Pillar, um, and I... I'm not 100% sure um, that that is correct, along with they're running three Price of Progress instead of four. That just seems cray. Yeah, and that's something that Richie had said. He's not a big fan of that because right now, Price of Progress, um, it's not only good now. It, it went through its times where it was a little bit lackluster, but you also have to remember that fundamentally as a burn player, you have to have what is called payoff cards right so you have to have these these um these spells that are going to do more than just three damage so we have to have all of our cards that do more than three damage like our eidolons and our pyrostatic pillars our fire blasts and our price of progresses and even now our our exquisite firecrafts that are going to give us four damage so um when you think about burn that way 
and not just the traditional, I'm gonna do three to you. Um, it allows you to think a little bit more clear and say to yourself, okay, I have to have these payoff cards in my deck because if I don't, um, I'm not gonna be able to get there. And so it's basically, you just have to break it down fundamentally and you can't really look at it like, oh, well, I think I can cut a couple cards and try out you these new ones. You just need these copies. Yeah, you've gotta have those cards that are really, really powerful. Um, and so, now the other thing too in the deck um, was Caracas in the sideboard. And there's four Caracas in the sideboard. And that was basically, what was it? They're um, ensnaring bridge. They're ensnaring bridge. Not because, bridge from below. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to get rid of um, Grizzlebrand. You have to bounce um, Emrakul, the Anus Torn. So these are the kind of things that Burn loses to is those combo decks that are just going to plop in a creature and kill you. Uh, because we can't deal with stuff like that. We don't have swords to plowshares. So Caracas is another answer to that. Now, this showed up twice this weekend in two different burn decks. So either they're friends or they're, somebody, they're seeing this online. I have not seen this because I haven't really looked at results lately online. Um, but I enjoy, I still, I still think it's correct, and Richie and I talked about this earlier today, is we think we think it's still correct to play Josh in Snaring Bridge. Josh went for a solid 20 minutes about this. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's still fine to play in Snaring Bridge because you can't bounce a Tide Spout Tyrant, nor can you bounce um, a Chancellor of the Annex. And in those matchups that you need to have in Snaring Bridge, you, you've got to have it. I mean, you're still going to lose to Tide Spout Tyrant anyways because they're just going to bounce your Snaring Bridge. Um, but... I'm just not sure that Caracas, you at least have a chance, you know? If somebody reanimates um, a Chancellor, you at least got a chance to be able to beat that card. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Caracas, you definitely don't. So, um, some weird new new tech from from Burn players uh, it with in 48th place of the SCG Open this week. Crushing it. <laughs> just crushing it. Um, but... We'll, we'll see how that goes, and uh, we're going to move on to Modern, no, correct? No, the Legacy Classic. Oh, the Legacy Classic. Where, uh, where all the... Delver, 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 Delver. <laughs> where all the Delver lives. So there were, uh, what, six of the top six eight? Six of the top eight were Delver So decks. we had six of the top eight that were Delver decks, and then we also had the four-color control list that we just went over, and then we had Omnitel. Mm -hmm. um, so those were the, the top eight lists. And there wasn't really anything else in the classic nothing that really was, yeah, nothing that was interesting. But I mean, now there's a lot of good, there's a lot got a lot of good uh, players in classics, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've won a classic, Richie. Yeah. So, I never casting brainstorm before that tournament. Yeah, and so um, that that just goes to show you that there's good players in classics. <laughs> you didn't even say anything to that. I was buttering you up. I mean, you know. You're not wrong. <laughs> Man. Delver take Big Bang. Oh, God. All right. So uh, what else do we got, Richie? Yeah, we, uh, we got some modern with, topic. Yeah, what's which, going on uh, with modern? You know, Tron. Tron. Tron? Tron. Okay, cool. Three Thrag Tusks main, which... Uh, we talked about that last week, didn't we? I still we? think three is way too deep on that card. That's okay. You know, opinions are like assholes, right? You don't have to play three Thrag Tusks. I think that's what we said last week. I just, I don't, I think Ballista is really powerful in this deck. And I think no Ballista's main is kind of interesting to me. Okay. I'm not going to say it's wrong, but I think it's interesting. Now, is there anything in this mono green Tron 
that one, um, what is this? This is the open? No, that's the classic. Classic. The open was the Legacy. The open was Legacy. Okay. So, I mean, were there anything, were there any changes in here that you would make other than the Thragtus, or? Uh, this is, like, heavy, heavy meta call, like, the you have to lines. know the room is going to be, like, half burn, in my opinion. Sure. And, I mean, you're, so you're playing three swag tusks in the main and also three, three ley lines, lines of Sanctity in the side. And only two natures claim. I think this card just is very medium in Tron. Okay. Uh, I think the black and blue decks are typically going to be your good matchups. Okay. Uh, so I just don't think you really need three Veil of Summer well, in the I deck. Think, I think Veil of Summer right now, Richie, I think it's... Um, I think it's new, and I think some people are seeing a lot of good results with it in Standard, uh, also in, in Modern, but I think that this is another one of those cards where we just have to wait and see if this card's going to stick around, or if it's just a kind of a flash in the pan, and it's uh, it'll see its way out of the sideboards. I, I think some people will even stick with it, even if it's not good. I think that's just kind of how Modern works. Okay. Like, some people just get stuck in their tried and true ways. Okay. Like, I'm, I may even be one of those people, but, like, sure. I don't know. This card just... The situations where it comes up, it just doesn't seem fantastic to me. And, like, it's telegraphed super easily because you're just sitting there with a green mana open. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. We'll see. Um, so, let's see. What else top aided in this? Grixis Death Shadow, Amulet Titan... Uh, Devoted Devastation, which I like that name. That's yeah. a really good name. This uh, this deck's really sweet. Uh, I think this might end up being one of the best shells for Stoneforge Mystic because you're not only, you know, you got your battery scroll, your sword, but you can actually get combo pieces with this. You can get your Viridian Longbow, which is an infinite damage with Devoted Druid when you make infinite mana with Vizier of Remedies. Uh, in some lists, I've even seen playing Swiftfoot Boots. So that way, or not Swiftfoot Boots, uh, Lightning Greaves. Mm-hmm. To give your devoted druid haste. Yeah. So I think I think this is a, I think anytime I think when Stoneforge Mystic can fit into a deck where it is both a backup plan and a combo enabler, I think that is also where we're really gonna see Stoneforge Mystic shine. Yeah, and that's what we talked about last week. I think I think this is gonna continue. Um, devoted Devastation, I think, is gonna continue to be one of the top decks in modern. I think you're. You're not always going to see it in the top eight, but I think you're going to see it generally in a top eight because um, it just has so much going for it. Uh, you can turn into uh, a combo deck, or you can just beat people down. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, it reminds me um, a little bit of being what that old pod list used to be, Burning yeah. Pod. Which is what this this came from... Uh... You know, the Devoted Company, or not the Devoted Company. It was originally, it went from Birthing Pod to the uh, uh, Malira Company decks, yep. which when Vizier came out became Devoted Company decks, yeah. which when Finale of Devastation and Aldamri's Call became Devoted Devastation, which still is Devoted Devastation, but now playing Stoneforge Mystic. Man, you just laid some history down. Look at you. Haven't even been playing that long. I was playing when Pod was around. Yeah. When it first started out. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, the rest of the top eight. We got another Wurza list in Dylan Donegan. Very good player's hands. Another Amulet list. So nice to see that this deck's back. Uh, I know Artie and Steve have been pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. uh, another Titan Shift with... Or 
this is the first Titan Shift in this, but Titan Shift is a deck I think we're going to be seeing a lot more going forward. It's It was always a really good deck when before you know graveyards really took over the format in blue red phoenix and ogak and it's one i think we're gonna just keep seeing i really like the fact that there's a people are playing a one of uh monvuli acid moss yeah it's just like an extra rampant spell fucking love that card man i love finding that card in bulk just makes me so happy when i find that is it card. bulk it is bulk actually uh, it's not bulk well, no, it's not, but it's always in everybody's bulk because it's a common. Mm-hmm. So everybody always leaves it in there. It's it's a great card. Yeah, card sweet. Then rounding out the top eight, we have another Tron list. Uh, nothing super interesting in the top sixteen, it's other than four. this mono white stone blade deck. Yeah. Which I I played something similar to this. Uh, my list was a little more cheeky with the uh, Force of Virtue and Squadron Hawks. I'm I'm gonna end up probably. Given this list to try, as I really, I really think that there is a mono white, death and taxes esque style shell with Stoneforge Mystic that will be good. Me too, and I can't wait until, until you people figure it out. Uh, only three Eldrazi Temple seems kind of weird, but I they don't probably, know. Like they probably I, wanted to get the uh, the right number of field ghost, field of ruin, ghost quarter, and mutabolt. I'm interesting in the split of this since you don't have Leon and Arbiter. In the 75, I think Field of Ruin, Ghost Quarter is a little faster, but Field, you know, doesn't put you down a land, which I think this style of deck might want. Okay. I like the, uh, I like the three swords that are in the main. I think all of these are very good for this type of deck. Sword of Fire and Ice, a Sword of Light and Shadow. Is there a sword in the side? Oh, uh, there's Sinew and Steel. Sinew and Steel. Low Planeswalkers and Artifacts. Protection from Black and Red. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's one of the new ones. I like that one. Yeah, so I I really like this list. I think I think there's gonna be some type of shell that mono white, death and taxes esque style shell that will stick around in modern. Yeah. Whether it end up being correct to play Stoneforge or it's correct to just go back to Leon and Arbiter, we'll have to see. Yeah, I think uh, I'd like to see it. I'd be surprised if it's correct to be both. Yeah, that's, because there's such what I was a non-bow. Yeah. I'd love to see a deck that had both of it in there, but you just can't do it. Yeah, you were just like, all right, turn two Leon and Arbiter, turn three stuff. Fuck. <laughs> yep. No, I can't. But uh, yeah, that's it for uh, that's it for you know top eight, top sixteen. So, how about we tell you about what events happening this weekend? Ooh, baby. So SCG is actually off for a couple of weeks, so uh, it's just gonna be Magic Fests right now. And if uh, you want to get some more Legacy in, uh, you can head out to Hotlanta. Where uh, there's going to be a Legacy Magic Fest this weekend. Where the players play? I guess. Yeah. I like it. Never heard it called that, but... It's in a song. Is it? Yeah. Welcome to Atlanta. Never heard it. You should listen to it sometime. You have heard that song. I don't think I have. I'll play it for you when the podcast is over. All right. But yeah. Welcome to Atlanta. It's a pretty good song. Where the grass is green and the girls are pretty? (laughs) No, that's not it. Yeah, but I'm... I was invited to uh, Atlanta. Um, Terrence wanted me to come with him. He's but he's going to stay with family, um, and so I also had a wedding this weekend. So ee, I couldn't miss out on that. I could have, 
but I probably would have got grounded, and I don't want Julie to ground me. Mm-hmm. You know, got to keep in the in the good graces of the wife. For all of you guys that can't see, Josh doesn't have any pants on right now because <laughs> they're currently on his wife. They're upstairs. No, well, she went and got her hair done today, and so they're they're probably with her. Oh, yeah, I'm in my underwear right now. Yeah, you don't need you don't need pants for a podcast. <laughs> don't need pants for Moto either. No, you don't. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the event happening this weekend. So if you wanna wanna travel a bit for some legacy, as I know most people who play legacy do, head out to Atlanta. Ew, gross. Wait, hold on. The next one, two, three, four Magic Fests in October are all lim- limited. Yeah, it's because the new set drops. Ew. I'm excited for the new set, and we're gonna talk about that next week. So make sure you guys come back well, and uh... maybe two weeks. Oh, before we get all the spoilers. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm not sure when we get all of our spoilers. We'll have to keep an eye out. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. But uh, speaking of spoilers, we got to hit the finance. Blood clock. Blood clock. All right. So I got to read this because I didn't even read it. All right. It's 3D. uh, It's a four CMC artifact. And I have never, ever seen this card in my life. You ain't seen it? I ain't seen it. Uh, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player returns a permanent he or she controls to its owner's hand unless he or she pays two life. Okay, so this is just going to have synergies with bouncing cards back and forth from your hand, correct? Yeah, but do you know why it's spiked? I do not. Tell me, Richie. So because of the new mechanic in the new set, the uh, adventure, so you can cast it as, the, like this one, for example, you can cast it as a sorcery, which for one green you can create a food token. And then it goes into exile, and you basically will have an adventure pile, which then you can cast it as a creature from your adventure pile. So you can pay your two mana, get your one three. Then with blood clock, you can bounce your one three back to your hand, make a food token, cast it again. Okay. Is that just amazing? Amazing enough to make this card spike. (laughs) It sounds kind of boring. Yeah, I think it's a really cool mechanic. I think so. Do you think that this will, where do you think this will shine at as a pair with them? Blood Clock or? Yeah, Blood Clock and Curious Pair. Commander. Commander. I don't think Curious Pair will really see any play, but I think the adventure mechanic will. Just creating a food token and just a two mana one three is not very good. Yeah, no. But there's like a, there's a, uh, it's a night, it's a night one. It's the adventure side is two black and a colorless at instant speed. Mm-hmm. Destroy a creature or planeswalker, you lose two life. And then its creature side is two black and one colorless for a two three with lifelink that when it dies, you put it on the bottom of your library. Okay. So I think there's going to be some good adventures. The next one, uh, let me at Travis Hawk, at Gavin (laughs) Kokenauer, at Brandon Stuck. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard this story, but they actually lost at a Team SCG event that was ununified. They lost to, yep, Team Hakan. Team Hakan. Okay, so um, Hakan Stromgald Scourge. Scourge? Mm -hmm. Scourge, yeah. Um, Is a 3-3 for two black and a colorless. And this is a legendary creature. And this guy is pretty cool. He's a zombie knight, right? So it's the reason that this card popped for all that we can... (laughs) It's a dead knight. I actually figured out... I actually, like, just thought about it and figured out why it popped. Okay, so we there's thought a it was just Night Tribal. It is, okay. but there's a bunch of like knights coming out in the new set. Okay, so people are just super excited about this right yeah. now. Um, so this card, it went from, um, wh- what do we got here at the bottom there? 
uh, went from six dollars and thirty eight cents, and it's up to fourteen bucks. It was at eighteen. Yeah, and so it's kind of come back down to earth a little tiny bit, and I think it'll it'll continue to come back down to earth because um, this card's just not that good. Look, I know it I know almost day two not CG. I know um, this card is good, but it's not it's not that good. So, um, you know, if you're wanting to build Night Tribal, I should play Hack on on stream one week. <laughs> if you're wanting to if you're wanting to build Night Tribal. Uh, wait a little bit because this guy will, he'll probably be back down to his six or seven bucks. So um, the next card is um, <laughs> which is this one's really funny for us because we technically know someone that probably helped with this spike. Yeah, this is yeah this is close to home I guess. And well, let's take a look at when this is doing its spiking. And this is this card is called Pillar of Peruns, right? And it is a land from Dissension. Yep. Uh, it says tap, add one mana of any color to your mana spool. Mana spool. Mana spool. Uh, spend this. Are we sewing now? <laughs> spend this mana only to play multicolored spells. Um, so the deck that is really popular right now is five colored Niv Mizzet mm -hmm. in um, in modern. And uh, Niv Mizzet is where's he at? Where's that man, Mama? Niv Mizzet Reborn. It, Wooberg. It's Wooberg. So one of each color. Um, for a 6-6 six, six Dargan. Yes, it's a 6-6 six, six flying legendary creature. Dargan and, Avatar. Yes, it's a, it's a Dargon Avatar. And so it says, when Niv-Mizzet enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library. For each color pair, choose a card that's exactly these colors from among them. Put the chosen cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So something interesting about this card, I didn't know until uh, I had it played against me. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't take like Niv-Mizzet as a color pair. It has to be just two colors. Okay. And so that's why you're seeing all these like... Um, Is it Charm? Yeah. Eldamri's Call? K-Commands? K-Commands. Kaya's Guile? Lightning Helix? Uh, Assassin's Trophy? Yep. Supreme Verdict, Maelstrom Pulse. Yeah, so this card is, the, the deck is very interesting. It's very cool. Um, I'd recommend if you like to party, um, do yourself a favor and put this to get, this deck together and play it. Can we get you to it? play this on stream? I would punt this so hard on stream. Uh, we'll get Josiah with you. Okay. We can do that. Yeah. I'll ask him to run yeah. me through. So um, uh, a friend a of cool ours, one for the uh, Josiah, he, um, Josiah Valley, he actually 5-0'd with this just the other day, and that's why I was trying to see when it when it actually made a spike. Um, yeah, so Tuesday. So now he, he just 5-0'd with it this past weekend. So okay. um, this deck has been – It wasn't because of you, Josiah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and so I actually – him and I had this discussion this past week because I played against it, um, and – I beat it, but um, in modern, and I just I feel like the deck is is a little too slow for the format. Um, I, I feel like it's a step too slow. You're a real Debbie Downer on this deck. I think this deck's great. No, I I like the deck. I'm just I'm just trying to explain to you how, how I feel about it. Right. Um, I understand. I I don't think this deck's amazing or anything, but I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, and so you're playing Modern, and all we do every week, we sit here and talk about how the deck's a combo-driven uh, format for the most part. Uh, for the most part. And, you know, you're going to die on four, you're going to die on five. You're going to die on three. You're going to die on three most of the time, or you're going to die on four. 
Um, swift spear, swift, swift, swift spear, bolt, bolt, bolt. Yeah, and so when you're Ding. only when you're only one drops in your deck, uh, are birds of paradise and safe right quest <laughs> and a card that no one even knows what that is. Where is it? Uh, above in position. Um, below Maelstrom Pulse in the sorceries. Uh, safe right quest. Okay. Uh, search your library. It's a hybrid green, green, white. Uh, search your library for a forest or plains card. Reveal it. Put it in your hand. Shuffle your library. Uh, so you don't have a whole lot going on until you know turn turn three. Basically, you're a turn. You're you start doing things on turn three, right? Yeah, you can do things on turn two. Like yeah, you, you can, Is it charm? Yeah, lightning helix, you've got is it charm? Trophy. You've got lightning helix. If your mana's good, yeah, assassin's <laughs> trophy, yeah. So like, you know, you gotta have you gotta have a a, a smoothed out. Oh, you got some inquisitions for one drops too. Okay, there's inquisitions in here. Good. Yeah, that's what I like to see. Well, two of them. Okay. Anyway, so I guess my point is is that uh, this deck's very cool. And again, if you like to party, please put this deck together um, and give it a spin because it's a lot of fun. Try to um, borrow pillars if you can. Yeah, and so pillar prunes, it went up from. 16 bucks, 14, 15, 16 bucks, and right now they're at $30. So, uh, this is a card that's that, too high. <laughs> yeah, so this is a card um, that is up too high right now, and it will come back down because five color Niv Mizzet is not gonna, tr- it's not gonna warp the format. I'll tell you that. What if right we now. check MTG Goldfish? No, get out of here. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, hold on that. And if you guys have them laying around, usually these I used to see these all the time in bulk rares, um, and so and that's when this card was like four or five bucks. So at that point, I'd pull them out and be like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna give you like three bucks for this card," and now it's thirty. So you're such a nice guy. It's pretty crazy. Thanks, Richie. Well, for our cheap pickups. Yeah. So we got chip uh, cheap pickups this we got week. Chip pickups. We got chip of pickups, and we've got Sarkon Fireblood, uh, which is the Dargon Master. Which you and I don't actually agree 100% on this. Yeah, I think this card's kind of a shitter. I think this card's really cool for dragon decks. It is, and that part I do agree with. Maybe this is a card that could even make five color Nymphmiz a little more consistent. Because it adds two colors for dragons. Ooh, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, well, they can't play it because it's not a multicolored spell. Yeah, but you I have think other they could, lands in your deck. Yeah, I think they could still play this card. Your deck's already agreed, pile. Yeah, why aren't they playing this card? I don't know. Ask Josiah. Crazy. Um, yeah, so uh, Sarkon Fireblood, he's he's low right now, so if you guys like dragons, pick him up. I think he might go up. Yeah, I think he'll eventually start to go back up. It's I, a mythic. I think this card's probably going to stay about the same, though. Yeah, I think Tezzeret, so uh, the other one that's low is Tezzeret Artifice Master. Uh, this card's a real shitter. I'm not a big fan of this card, um, it, just because it's at a 5-drop, and it just doesn't, like... In There's the so many yeah. better artifact, like planeswalkers yeah. or or even just Tazeret in general. Yeah, just te- just regular Tazeret is just is so much better than this card. So um, this thing doesn't really do a whole lot uh, in the five drop blue slot. Um, you know, like a like a Tamio or original Tazeret does. So um, you're probably going to want to stay away from this card because it's not that great. Um, the other pickup here that they continue to talk about, it's basically been the same. Uh, Rishadin Port. It's um, down two dollars, Josh. Yeah, it's down two dollars. Um, so I, I've been Buy talking down. about I've been talking about this card for uh, a year now, basically since it's come out, and it it continues to just be too low. 
uh, at some point this card will do what Wasteland has done and start to raise its price back up. Uh, so if you guys need ports, pick them up. I think uh, I think port's an interesting one where I definitely agree I think it's going to go up, but I think it will take a port deck doing well again. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Goblins is doing that in Legacy. Goblins, dope. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, um, make sure that you do follow us. This you... guy is at Mom's Basement MTG. Please, you please. You can see all of our ugly mugs up there. Look at that. I'm following 1,676 people. I'm a big follower. Mm-hmm. Got 312 followers. You should be been... more of a leader. I know. I've been creeping up a little bit. Got to do a giveaway soon. Like one that'll get me like, you know, 500 followers. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, that's a tough one. I can give away something cool. Well, you don't do giveaways on Twitter, though. You do them on Twitch. I know. I don't know how... What do you think the reach is on Twitter? You think it's big? I mean, it gained me like 200 followers. Yeah. I just don't know how big Twitter is these days. I think Twitter's the biggest social media. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, and make sure you guys also find uh, old Richard Thompson over That's here. That's me. Find him at Richard T M T G. Um, he also, uh, we, we keep, I keep messing with him and saying, when are you going to do a, a giveaway again? But he's got 370 followers. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's more than the business has. I say that every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Proud of you. Yeah. I yep. do my best. And also, uh, if you guys enjoy watching um, live podcasts we and you want to see our sweet faces, uh, you can do that every Monday at 530. That's when we do our podcast. Um, and we, if you're watching here on YouTube, uh, you can find us on Spotify. And you can um, find all the links to um, everything that we do on every social media platform on momsbasementgames.tcgplayerpro.com. I like it. That was a good ender. Yeah. All right, you guys. We will catch you next week. Uh, thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye, y'all.